Hi, Kimba. Hi there. It's me, Kimba Radio Broadcast, Season 3, Episode 1, Groovy is in the heart. It has been a hot minute, I know. I started this podcast when I lost my job, so I had plenty of time and plenty of things to talk about. And then last year, season two, I got hired back into radio, and it was part-time, but the hours were insane. Like, I don't know what day it is insane. And in some of those podcasts in season two, it it looks at a vodcast, really, and it just got away from me. And here we are a year later, but I can't think of a better way to bring it back then with a longtime friend. And while I play music, he plays music. And we'll talk about his new album and his album release party that's coming up on the 29th. Everything with my friend Groovy Pantesco. So, so you had a cool. gig last night? Yes. Yeah. I play with an R&B band up here. And up here is? In, I live in Covington, Georgia, but the gig was like in Noonan, Georgia, which is like an hour and a half from me. So before so. we go back in time, how did you end up in Covington, Georgia? Well, I lived up in Georgia in the late 90s after I left Company Kane and the goods. I moved here and was playing with Leslie Daunt from Lyrics for Lunch. And we did a thing together. And that's what brought me up here. And that's how I met a lot of the people that I ended up coming back. But then I moved back to Florida and got married and had a kid kind of changed my it kind of changed what i was going to do couldn't really do music all the time couldn't work so i switched jobs around and and found something else that suited me raising my son because i ended up getting custody of him kids will do that yeah when he was two and a half i got custody (laughs) of him so oh wow okay a life-changing event (laughs) in like an instant too and so i did that up and then now he's in college so it's i have freedom now to do the stuff i want to do you just blink. Yeah. It's like funny. A, that's a line in one of my songs on the record, actually. Yeah. And, <laughs> about him. The verse is actually about him. And that's what we want to talk about. The, the new record. Yes. Down the road. And the uh, release party that's going to happen on there. There it is on the 29th at Funky Biscuit. I know it's almost sold out. Randy texted me the other day and said there was like eight seats left or something like that. I think when we first met, because I think we've known each other going on 30 yeah. years, maybe. Yeah. And it was with Company King or Robbie Jeanette band. I was going to say, Robbie Jeanette, you played with as well, but I think it was Company. I'm I'm not really, (laughs) those cells are long gone. Wait. And what other, (laughs) what other bands in South Florida have you played with? All of them. The Way. (laughs) Okay. Like a very brief stint. Then I met Robbie and then I changed my idea where I wanted to go. I like playing with those guys. That was, that was a cool Mm -hmm. band. The Goods which was after company came actually that was a little stint too when they tried to tour for their record but i had known jim and john for you know since they were in high school i think go to the same high school we had mutual friends so i'd always see them around i love those guys yeah i mean i started down there as a sound guy i was a sound engineer i ran sound for the rockefellers wow (laughs) back in the mid 80s yeah at the candy store Everybody's having flashbacks right now. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Rockefellers, mid 80s, candy store. <laughs> and I used to, uh, I would, I would sit in with the breeze. I mean, I was a young guitar player. I, I couldn't play. I didn't think, but I would, you know, these guys were all the guys that kind of raised me musically. The guys he, in my band that, that are playing at the Funky Biscuit. I've known Jimmy Fiano. I took lessons from when I was 18. Jimmy, you know, and Steve Argy, I've known forever, mm-hmm. you know, Randy and his brothers. I've, I knew them back in the 80s on your site which is groovypantesco.com you used to go see the same band every weekend but you don't so say what band it was, is that was when i lived in i lived in gainesville ah, and i okay. used to take my sister's car 
mm-hmm. and go see this band called Triple Play. No idea what ever happened. I don't even know where they were from, but they played at this. They were a three piece band, maybe a four piece, but mm-hmm. actually the guitar behind me, my Les Paul, I actually bought <laughs> from that guitar player then. You know, or every time they played at the Brown Derby in Gainesville. And that's kind of when you said, I know what I want to do. Yeah. I know I want yeah. to do this. I didn't really hang out with people that played in bands or in, did music. So I just kind of just did it myself, you know, and taught myself how to play and would go watch guys play. Uh, I met Chuck Kirkpatrick not long after that. I used to go see them at Rum Runner every weekend, oh, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's how I learned how to play. I learned how to play from just watching all these older cats play. You know, writing music came later, and and I remember when I wrote my first song, I couldn't have been like 19. I wrote it on piano. Weird. I don't really play. I don't know what I'm playing on piano, but I can write songs and I come up with ideas on piano. And there is piano on one of the songs. Is it is it best of me or no? Best of me. It is. Yeah. Oh, I love I love that song. Oh, and thank who's you. singing the the background <clears throat> on that? That's Diane Ward. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, Diane. she lives up there and. And mm. oh, that's right. She lives in Nashville. That's cr- yeah. yeah. And yeah. actually, Jack is playing on Blinded by the Lie, all the guitar parts, except for the rhythm oh, part. I'm only playing rhythm. OK, on yeah. Best of me. I, I love it because it sounds it could almost not even almost it could be a country song. What, <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard, but, I've heard but that what about I, a few songs on that. There record. is. But it's got that blues element. It's got a, a southern rock twist. But at the same time, it can have it has a country. It, it's, yeah. it's it's a nice little that merge this that way. It's I call it a mutt. The whole yeah. my yeah. whole way I write and play and the way I do like an album. It, it's I just do what I do. You know, I have so many influences. And it's funny because the the manager for Trigger Hippie, his name's Brian Diamond. And uh, I, I sent it to him and I was just asking, you know, said, hey, man, I just want your thoughts on this. And, and the guy actually, I, w- I went up and did Steve Gorman a favor on his house one weekend. And uh, Brian came by and he he actually, you know, he listened to the whole record and he said, man, he goes, it's all over the place. But in a great way, he goes, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it, it has so many different elements. It's like you can hear everything you like. And I go, well, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like a mutt, isn't it? And I've always just believe it or not, since like 91, when I put my first band together, a band called Second Sight, and I moved them out to Wyoming. <laughs> and we put well, a band that's what together. you do. You put a yeah, band together, was, you move to I Wyoming. I had a backer out there that funded us to go out there and just put this band together. And so that was another band that I played with. Even back then, in, I had actually did an article in a newspaper in Wyoming. And I described the music that we did was kind of like that. Because that band was like a bunch of us wrote. And we wrote our own songs. And it just had so many different elements to it. Different that vibes, it was, yeah. was kind of cool. You know? And you can actually go when you go to Groovy site, you can actually listen to snippets of the songs on the album and buy them. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's that <laughs> you can there's purchase them, them, but, you, you can, know, they're on all yeah. streaming services, so anyone can stream them Buy the records. Always helpful. You know, sure, sure. To fund the next one. I've already written enough songs to start another one. And I've already talked to the guys in Nashville about going up and recording again. And you mentioned Steve Gorman, who people may know from the Black Crows. Yes. He, and he wrote a fantastic book about that, by the way. His yeah, book. his it's book really is awesome. Book. I love, I love Steve. I've known. Yeah, I've he's known, a really nice guy. Really is. I've known him mm-hmm. for a lot of years. He did. He kind of did me a favor and, you know, he kind of put the guys together. But I found out afterwards that I actually knew Robert from years past. Robert wasn't actually supposed to be the bass player on the sessions. It was supposed to be Nick from Trigger Hippie. But he got co- he got 
COVID like two days before the session. Robert and Steve, and then ended up second session, Michael Webb, they all did an album with Bobby Keys. So they had all played together. The first session I had done, you know, Steve called Robert, got him on board two days before I was coming up. <laughs> we just did it as a three piece. And then the second time I went up, I was like, hey, man, do you know, like a Hammond player, or a key, you know, just a vintage key player. They go, yeah, you got perfect guy. I talked to Michael Webb and it worked out. He just was able to do it. He loved it. I mean, those guys did that stuff so fast. Steve Gorman's a unicorn in the studio. I, that's the way I call, I, I said it to him too. I'm like, dude, there, you know, you just do something to songs that a lot of people don't realize it because he's a drummer, but he has a lot to do with, I think. But insert drummer joke here. Uh, the way he, you know, even played the Crows stuff, you know, there right. was a specialty to what he did and it, it just, he plays to a song. I mix that at my album. So, I mean, I've listened to his playing and they're playing together for a very long time. <laughs> uh, they only played it the one day and that was it, you know, so they didn't have the intimacy of it every day, listening to it, every nuance they're playing. And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's what he's doing to the songs is really nice. So you went to Nashville to record this. Yeah. At a studio yeah. called welcome to 1979, it, all analog. I recorded on two inch tape. And then they converted it and I brought it home and finished it. So I did like drums, bass, acoustic guitar and some vocals and some rhythm guitars up there just because I want to do it on tape and get that sound. And then I brought it home and did all the backup vocals and all the all the solos I did here, pretty much all the acoustic guitars, extra acoustic guitar stuff. The Dobro stuff was all done here at the house at the Funky Biscuit on the 29th when you're doing the album release party. Who's going to be playing with you? I have Steve Fiano. Argy on bass, mm -hmm. Bob Taylor on keys, Jimmy Fiano on guitar, Randy Ridenour on drums, Jennifer Kaiser singing backups, and Violet De La Guardia is also playing, singing backups and playing acoustic guitar. The last time I saw you in person was with Jennifer and Southern Blood. You were up on stage, all of you. That was the last time I was down there, I think. And, and Violet's have... actually opening my show for me. She's going to play for like a half hour. At from like nine to nine thirty, doing an acoustic, and you will have merchandise there. I take I it. I will. I'll have shirts and albums and a little merch stand off to the side. Is and that one of them? Are you got, wearing one only, of them? This is one of the. Because I started a record label, you know, basically for myself and for the for the album, just to make it legitimate and I can follow things with it. And and I actually started recording another band up here. They they can't a three piece band. So you know if I can pull stuff like that in and put it on the label. That'd be cool too. You can go to Groovy's website, listen to the songs, purchase the songs, find out a little more history. One of the reasons too, that you're coming here is because of the history here. Are you having any kind of album release party up where you are or? Um, I'm trying to do something in Nashville in September, but it's tough because I, the, I don't know who I'm, who's going to be playing. I really, the keyboard player and I oh, yeah. that played on the record really want to get the guys that played on the record to do a show. You know, that would be there. great. Yeah, it would be, you know, but it, it may not happen. I know the reality of that. And Steve's really busy. Robert tours with Cheryl Crow. It, he's been with her forever. He also played with Skinner for like 
nine years wow <laughs> or six years or something like that cry of love that was the his first band really when you're naming all the the members that played on the record and the bands that they're in you it makes sense even more sense what you're right. hearing on the record yeah robert's another one a very unassuming bass player it's weird you kind of think you know how someone's going to play before they play but no not him at all because <laughs> Even Steve Gorman said the same. He's like, yeah, man, that guy just does stuff that you realize, you know, you sit back and you listen to it's like, wow, you know, he's doing some, you know, really makes things happen for such a short time of knowing the song. It's like he's been playing it forever. All those guys play that way. It's it's interesting. One of the it was the funnest time I ever had recording. That's always nice. Yeah. You know, I was lucky enough to sit in on some recording sessions once upon a time and watch how that process, because I have no other than playing a bad kazoo, I have no other musical ability. <laughs> so to be able to watch it and see how it all works is was fascinating for me. The video that I put out of Miss Independent, I wasn't planning to make a video when I put those cameras in the studio, but that's the actual us tracking the song. And, All right. you know, and I, I added other elements into the video just to make up for video I didn't have. The beginning yeah. and the end of that song were not done in the studio. I did those here. As long as I've been doing this, I'm still always fascinated with how the how you come up with it. it. Like the song, like the songs yeah. themselves. I said that to, who did I say that to? Um, <laughs> it's really funny. I said it to uh, Ed from Collective Soul. I was watching them record and, and he was playing me a piece of music, uh-huh. which I, I want to say ended up being the beginning of heavy, their song heavy. Okay. And I said, how did you do that? Well, he started getting technical with, well, I took the blah, blah, and the oh. blah you know, the, the <laughs> no, multiplex. you're talking about and the I said, writing process. I'm like, how did you, and he, oh, I don't know. I just do. And that's it, the gift is just, I'm, I'm never. I mean, mine was an emotional thing. It was mm-hmm. that whole album is just vulnerability all over it. And no, it's, I heard I wear, the, I, I'm a lyrics that, that person. Term, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. And you got it like that was my outlet during that whole time. Yeah. A, a year of going through it. Spent many sleeping nights in this room, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where I just I couldn't sleep. And I just got up, came in here and just started playing an acoustic guitar. And the chords will give me melodies in my head and then it'll make me say a word, you know. And then once something starts, then I just go with it. Some of those songs, it's like I start off with good intent being nice and trying and then by the end of it i'm just angry (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that it's called musical therapy yeah it is really and and i laugh at myself when i hear some of those i'm like man you know because it's so pretty in the beginning but by the end i'm like screaming (laughs) and you know know, lyrics completely changed you know (laughs) i mean best of me it's funny because it was like the first half was written one day or one late night actually and then i finished it the next day my brain just turned around instead of being it all down like oh wow it was woe is me she took everything from my you know yeah everything away from me no i ain't letting this happen (laughs) like i said it sounds like it could be a country song but a country song in reverse because in country songs they take everything away you you got it all back (laughs) right 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 (laughs) got my dog back and my truck back well a friend of mine actually had this pitch to a, a pitching guy in Nashville that pitches to a lot of the bigger artists. And I wanted it to go to Tim McGraw, Tim's pitch guy, but Tim, li- I mean, he listened to it. The pitch guy did. He loved the song, but he said, yeah, that would literally cause a lot of problems with faith. And <laughs> Tim McGraw, that song, it just, it wouldn't, you know, <laughs> people start asking questions like what's wrong with them? Are they okay? And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I get that. It was just, it, it was cool for me just to hear the response. And I saw the email response. It was kind of cool. You well, know, that is kind of funny. They put the lyrics so personally on him. 
Yeah, they but, do. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's a it's how people perceive them. You know, people don't know that they don't write their songs. Right. And when they go on that, what I forget the name of their tour or sexy beasts tour, whatever, you know, when they go out together, Tim oh, and okay. Faith. And right. do their, okay. I guess they couldn't sing that to each other. When, right. It's not a duet. <laughs> it's not a not duet, duet song. Yeah. No. That's and there's funny. only, I mean, there's two songs on there that are way older songs. To, uh, Blinded by the Lie is actually like 25 years old. I wrote that. I think I just left Company Kane or I was still in Company Kane. It was around that time. The uh, promo shot of Company Kane, because I remember I, I found it and you had commented. And you're like, I don't even have this picture. It's a really good picture. Is it the one with the tree? I think Abby uh, yeah, Jeanette, it's like a black Abby and Jeanette white. took that picture. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shout out to Abby. Yeah. And then I found, I just recently, so I might find more of you. I just recently came into three giant boxes of photos oh, from, wow. Z- from Zeta. They're oh, moving to okay. a diff- different building. And I think they were just going to like chuck them. So luckily, a longtime colleague, Jerry, said, do you want these? Absolutely. I've wow. been finding some. Oh, you're going to find found, some. I actually found Kim a is going to be posting some stuff. <laughs> She's going to be posting. We're going to show how old we all got. I actually found a picture from, it's called, it was called New River Fest. I don't know if you remember I, it. I remember New River Fest. You I played at it. it with Company Kane. And that's how I recognized who it was in the picture. Because it's me on stage introducing, but I couldn't quite make out the band. And then as I went through more pictures, it's the back of you, but it's your hair and your height. And I went, Oh, it's groovy. And then I saw, <laughs> and then I saw Pete's hair and I went, Oh, it's company K. Yes. Oh, so, cool. So I love that band. I really did. That was <gasps> one of my favorite bands to play in. You know what my favorite company Kane song is? Which one? You will be sorry. You will be sorry. Oh, I love, I love that, song. that song. So do I. I love that song. I don't have the CD anymore or album. It was, no, it was a cassette. There was no CD. We made it. It was never a CD? Cassette. Well, what happened too is when I was hosting uh, Zeta Goes Local, and then I passed the baton after like almost five years of doing it because I was working ridiculous hours to get that. In order to do that, I, I could, I had to leave a lot of the music, but that explains why I didn't have that. I probably transferred it to something else Okay. from the cassette to be able to play on the air. Okay, I got you. Put it in the system. So that's oh, I remember. I remember being in Miami and you playing that on the air all the time. <laughs> that song was played a <laughs> lot know. on Zeta. Man, I loved it. I remember I was painting a house. <laughs> I think I was painting a house. I heard that song and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Oh, that was. I, I was so happy I was able to do that. It was yeah for as long as I could, did, and it went from one hour to two hours. Yeah, and I thought. To, to have your music be played, even though it was a Sunday night, you're still, you're in a major market getting airplay. It's a whole different a radio whole world. world. Yeah. Yeah. World, yeah. New world in general, but especially when it comes to radio, but back to down the road, you want to give the website, if Groovy you would, Tesco.com. you might want to, I'm thinking, because if we're, if you're watching the vodcast, I'm going to put it up so you'll see yeah. it, but you might want to spell it for the audio. G-R-O-O-V-E-Y. It's an E-Y. P-A-N-T-E-S-C-O dot com. The Funky Biscuit is on the 29th. The Funky 29th. Biscuit is in Boca Raton. It starts at 9, 9 um, to 11. Violet de La Guardia. Violet, is, uh, open the show. There's very, very, very limited tickets. Although after that, do they do? There is a standing, standing area. Standing room only. Yeah, they're standing room and only. You can but- buy those, but it doesn't show you how many seats are allowed there so you just go up and you be the rock star you don't have to deal with all that go play music (laughs) yeah yeah that's gonna be a fun night i can't wait it is there's gonna be a lot of people there a lot of a lot of a lot of people i can't wait to see and i'm coming down earlier too because i'm gonna do a couple things with southern blood just go hang out and play i'm not like playing the gig with them or anything 
and then bring cash and or credit to the Funky Biscuit on the 29th. I have a Venmo scan. You're you're good to go. I have someone handling my merchandise there. So that'll be great to me, the record. And and it was funny, this band I've been working with the drummer listened to it one day and he goes, man, he goes, it was like a musical journey. When you put it on, you go, you just start songs and they kind of take you on a ride and then you come back out, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's all about music to me. And it's, you know, it's got to, everything's got to work together. And I love it. It's all about music to me. We're just on different. Earlier, I said, I play music. You play music. (laughs) You know, I did that for a very short time when I lived in Wyoming. Really? I was a DJ at a, I had no idea what I was doing. Well, you had the voice for it. For like a year, I did it and was doing night shifts. And that was my one radio story. Oh, I've got lots of them. I'm sure you do. (laughs) I'm way sure you do. Uh, I love listening to you on the radio. And by the way, you look fabulous, by the way. You do. Start. Start, start, start. I Like I said, I wish I had some form of musical talent, but since I don't, I just did it. I went the roundabout way and just was able to play all of you and go see all of you live. So that was my- Yeah, that's cool. On the 29th, which is a Friday night, starts at nine, Funky Biscuit in Boca Raton and a smattering of tickets left. You may not want to wait until you get to the door because you may not get in. Up until then, you can familiarize yourself with Down the Road by going to moviepantesco.com and you can purchase the songs. You can purchase merchandise too from the site. Yeah, From the website, you can buy the albums, the t-shirts, everything. Or you can buy them at the Funky Biscuit. At the venue, yes. And save on shipping. That was fantastic catching up with you. It was. Always love to see you. Always love to talk to you. You're good people. Thank you, Kimba. You're awesome. Groovy. Love that guy. G-R-O-O-V-E-Y, and it's Pantesco, P-A-N-T-E-S-C-O.com. GroovyPantesco.com is where you go to check out Down the Road and Funky Biscuits, where you go on the 29th to see Groovy. Thank you so much for taking the time, Groovy. You can see this entire episode. The podcast can be found at YouTube.com slash HerKimba. Thank you for being one of Kimba's Heard, and thank you for listening to Me Kimba Radio Broadcast Season 3, Episode 1, Groovy is in the Heart. Kimba!